Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Taping this on the 9th of September 2021. It will air on the 11th, the 20th anniversary of the World Trade Center attacks. And of course, we send our thoughts and prayers out to any and all families that have been affected by that tragic event. First responders, as always, we give our thanks to you for everything you do. You do not get the respect that you deserve. So please keep all those people in mind as you're watching college football this Saturday, as you're watching the NASCAR race Saturday night, or as you're watching your movies, your TV shows, or listening to the music that we'll talk about here on the weekend edition. And boy, have we got a massive concert review for you. Wow. Stories. Lots of stories. Music. I mean, the whole night was a, it's probably going to take us through two segments. So be ready for this. Um, we're going to hit some music news first. Be forewarned. We're going to try to wrap up the weekend edition a little quickly this particular week. So not a lot of TV news, not a lot of movie news. Um, so we're going to do two segments on music. Yep. One quick wrap up. Then you'll have to just deal with, with us not being around for a week. There you go. To entertain your life and to give you the recommendations you need because to watch the fun and entertaining stuff and listen to the great music that but you know. But when we come back, it's well going to be worth our little hiatus. Yep. We'll have tons of movie reviews for you. Concert reviews. Yes. Should have another massive concert review for you. Of course, we'll talk about the fact that we would have had two or three. We would have had three. Yes. We're going to have two, knock on wood. Right. But first, UFO, who I really didn't get into a lot until about five years ago when Eddie Trunk push them on me. You know, I worship Eddie Trunk. I think he's fantastic. Everybody talked about how UFO was his favorite band. And he, he of course, slobbered and fawned all over them. <laughs> so I finally did start to get into UFO. Um, they have announced that they will tour in 2022 for the final time. Yeah. Although I can see this one because yeah. they were not over... Yeah, the pictures that I've seen, they're looking pretty rough, pretty old. And, of course, none of these tour dates in 2022 will be in America. They're all going to be overseas. Of course. So the final show for UFO is going to be over a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> October the 29th, 2022 in Athens, Greece. Wow. Will be the final show for UFO. Uh, I was never a big fan of the faces. You know, Ron Wood, Rod Stewart, Kenny Jones. Yeah. Now, they all went on when they went their separate ways to fantastic success. Of course, Ron Wood with the Rolling Stones, Rod Stewart, Stewart solo, solo, Kenny Jones with the Who. Yeah. They have all, they've gotten back together. Interesting. They are talking about a an entire tour? new album oh. and a tour. Really? Yes, they say they have a full album 
That could be interesting. In the works and a, a reunion tour. Now they're saying the tour is the usually in this day and age, the new music is the stuff that's in question where the tour is a given. Right. Now it's flipped. They're saying the album is probably going to be a sure thing. The tour will happen, but it will be very limited, possibly. Not going to be a full-scale... Blowout tour, probably right. because of Select the pandemic crap. Select dates only. Ugh. But interesting. Interesting. Um, something I might listen to. Would give it Even a though chance. the only thing I really know from the faces is uh, stay with me. Yeah. Um, I have the, to go back into the catalog a little bit. Yep. The documentary Becoming Led Zeppelin debuted in Venice. This is the first documentary about Led Zeppelin where the band actually participated and gave their input and did interviews for the project. Hmm. So if we get a shot eventually whether it through, be through Amazon or Netflix or, or wherever. whatever. It'd be kind we of will, interesting to watch that. We will definitely give a review on that one when we get to see it. Some new music. Got some new stuff. We're still trying to set up our album reviews for the next couple weeks. We're going to hold off on, we're going to do kind of a retro sort of look back to last year to review local H's lifers. We're going to hold off on that for a while. Yep. Week or two. We're also going to look at reviewing the new Iron Maiden, which came out last Friday, Senjutsu. So those are on the slate coming up here in the next couple weeks, kids. Trust me, the schedules for the Conquistador and the Maestro have been unbelievably, ridiculously nutsy cuckoo over the last couple weeks. Yeah. So some of the lot of things going on, work related, kid some related, stuff, some, some fun but stuff, of, but yeah, a lot of family things going on, and so we haven't been able to. We're putting together piecemeal, yeah, podcasts for the weekend edition here for the next couple of weeks, trying to give you some content, trying to give you the reviews we can. Next and eventually, week is tough because we've I've got a concerts. Wednesday night concert got a thursday night concert yep lots of stuff going on so you might get the maestro solo next week but we'll get back on track the week after that and as always check out our regular podcast for all your sports news rants raves dumbasses moments of silence okay new music new tesla song came out cold blue steel Interesting. Um, I've listened to it a couple times. I like it. I'm going to hold off again on a review for maybe a week or two till I can listen to it a couple more times. But it See sounds if we can get another one coming out. It sounds better than anything I've heard from them recently. I think the last album they put out was called Shock a year or two ago. And I never really. I'll be honest, never really gave it a try because the the word I was hearing was that it was overproduced. It was almost them trying to be like Def Leppard. And that's not Tesla to me. Tesla yeah. is that more that raw, bluesy type sound, hard-edged. Right. That's why 
from what I've heard so far, rock metal type, right? Cold blue steel sounds more like old school Tesla. So very cool. So Dave and I'll delve into that a little bit more and give you a review on that coming up. Third release from the new Tremonti album came out this past week, a world away. Don't see the need to review the song because we're going to end up reviewing the album at the end of the month when it comes out. Uh, All I will say is that as a huge Tremonti fan, I've heard three songs, all fantastic. Sounds like it's going to be another fantastic album. Um, This one I know Dave has been looking forward to forever, forever and ever. He's probably going to pre-order the album. Overpay it for happen. it. Pay whatever he wants for it. Whatever he needs to. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Eddie Vedder's first solo album is coming oh, out. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will not be on my review list. <laughs> I'll review it for you, kids. There you go. Uh, the album will be called Earthling. It's coming soon. No firm release date yet. The first single was released here a few days ago called Long Way. So I will review it. It's a long way before I'll listen. Yes, this is one of the the times where we diverge on our musical tastes. Yes. We talked about this um, leading into our concert review when we were drinking a few adult beverages and eating. We were talking about music and we're talking about the grunge era. And he and I have very different views on the grunge era. I, for the most part, respect and appreciate it, with the exception of Nirvana. Dave's Dave's a little bit more picky. It it was the death of music to me for a decade. There was not a lot I really cared for that came out. Now, you and I agree we both like Alice in Chains. Yes, but that's I, a that's about where it I ends, can, isn't it? I can tolerate Stone Temple Pilots. But see, I love Stone Temple. I love Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, most anything coming out. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Eh. See, I love Soundgarden. Love Soundgarden. Eh. But again, I, we both agree. Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Nirvana. No, Nirvana. Vastly Nirvana overrated. No. Pearl Jam. I'll take Soundgarden or Stone Temple Pilots any day over Pearl Jam, but I still do like Pearl Jam to a certain extent. Yeah, Pearl Jam was the one that they popped on. My radio station changed quickly. (laughs) Uh, I'm more tolerant of it now, but still don't go out of my way to listen to them. If anybody cares... And I have to admit, I feel kind of bad as a classic rock fan. I have not been carrying the flag, carrying the banner the way I should for this band. Because I know they just put out a new album a couple years ago. Now they got another new album coming out. Deep Purple has got another new album coming out. Oh, and good grief. you got to keep in mind, it's pretty close to the original lineup. Is it? Except they're old. They look rough. Like we were talking about UFO looked rough. Yeah. Deep Purple is looking really rough. Um, Turning to Crime. They're doing the same thing that Iron Maiden did a couple months ago where they're teasing the release of the album with memes and and things like that. So something popped up with the five current members with 
holding up the the little boards that you would give to a a criminal who's getting his mug shot done. <laughs> so you know, yeah. Hmm. I've never been a huge Deep Purple fan, but I do like some of their stuff. Yeah, it's one I of mean, those. Smoke where, on the water, obviously, is classic. Yeah, there, there's probably about a quarter that's really and i did phenomenal. like when they, they did their big comeback with perfect strangers i thought that was a pretty cool album that was neat but after but that other, they're kind of hit and miss so all right last thing before we start talking about our massive monstrous concert review i have to of course bring up another van halen anniversary which i am want to do and I will try to get my math right on this. As I told Dave, I've yeah, been very bad. Yeah, stop deducting bad. 10 years. I've been, I've been knocking 10 years off of everything lately. Um, so, you know, when I say 25, it was really 35 or 15 was really 25. All right. This was, let me do my math here, 35 years ago. Last week, September the 2nd, 1984. No, that's nope. not right. I still no. didn't do my math you right, did I? still didn't do your math right. God damn it. September the 2nd, 1984 was the final show ever live with the original Van Halen lineup. It was in Germany. Wow. So, yeah, God, I don't know what's wrong with math. I don't know what my problem is. 37. Thank you. This is why you work in a library, and this is why I'm a moron. <laughs> 30 Damn. Yeah. I looked at the set list. Very good <clears throat> set list. Of course, they closed with Happy Trails off of Diver Down. Yep. The remake. Little did they actually know. Right. Right. Now they got together another anniversary. I am not going to try to do the math. Another recent anniversary was when they made that ill-fated reunion not musical get together but when they showed up together at the mtv music awards right fueling speculation that the original lineup was getting back together which did not happen next thing you knew gary sharon was the lead singer for van halen ah uh, the tangled web that eddie weaved the soap opera that was van halen i love it can't get enough of it um all right dave last night this is why you and i are maybe this is why i can't do math i'm that on fumes you on and i are fumes. on fumes we didn't get home until after two in the morning because we were in indianapolis last night the 8th of september 2021 for guns and roses and mammoth wvh thank god it wasn't canceled but but oh my god dave tell the people what we had to go through in order to just get seated for the show. All right. So we're we thought, all right, tickets say six o'clock start here, right? So we're at dinner and there's people behind us and all around us going to the show. And one guy in there talking to people behind us saying that his buddy working at Lucas Oil Stadium security said through the sound checks and all they got the initial run. Um, that the show was actually going to start at 6.30. We're like, oh, okay, 
Great, gives us a little extra time. Meister wanted to check out the merch table. As always. As always. So perfect. So we get over to the stadium and we walk in. What was it? Get in line. We get in about quarter of six. Yeah, there was no line to get in to the stadium and the security people were just waving us through. We didn't have to do the whole take your wallet and keys out of your pocket deal. No, just, She just basically was annoyed to just go in the goddamn just, stadium. Just walk through the metal detector. Right. And I guess NFL is a little different than what they have at most normal concert venues. But we didn't have to empty the pockets, which was a nice change of freaking pace. Right. I love that. No, no proof of vaccination required. Nothing nope, like that. No, you're good. You just walk right in. So then we're scoping out the merch table. Long lines. Long lines. Expensive just, shirts. Oh, $50 minimum. The minimum shirt. Right. Kind of so, crazy on yeah, that. Sorry, part. but uh, that's a little out of the sports frenzy price range. Right. So yeah, even that, though that I did like high. I did like the mammoth shirt, I was not going to buy a Guns N' Roses shirt for fifty dollars, and we'll get to that we'll later. We'll get to that. That that yeah, that's the a end whole of the another night. yeah. So we go. All right, we're in the five hundred level. We got the 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 cheap seats, fifty dollar tickets, which is the cheap seats for this show. So we, we bought them last early last year when the show was first announced. It got postponed. Right. To earlier this summer and then got pushed back again so here we are finally on the third attempt to get this one in so we walk up the ramp we're going up 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 we get to the point to go to the five six hundred level and everything's blocked off we're like what the hell so we go trying to find somebody nobody there yeah, to direct understaffed, you understaffed completely. beyond belief for a show that was expecting we guess between 20 to twenty-five thousand people yeah so we go into the arena to the stadium to finally see somebody in the seats and we look up and all around the upper level where our seats are is all curtained off and blocked and so we finally find somebody to say oh yeah we closed it off you got to go down over here and they'll get you your new tickets great and at this point it's after six no it's was... it's six we get in line at six o'clock okay and it's a long line we're thinking ah oh, crap we're gonna miss the freaking show but surprisingly that line moved quickly and we were in 10 minutes we had our new tickets in the four yeah luckily level. the guy that that we'd heard talking at dinner was right about the fact they were going to hold off till 6 30. right now he also said that he heard that mammoth was going to play for two hours and guns and roses wasn't coming on till nine which was wrong right completely off base but he was right about the 6 30 start time and thank god because okay we waited in line the line went fast i'm going to recap here and then i'll give it i'll give it back to dave I was not happy, though. because oh, we were pissed. Because even though they were trying to be as nice as possible, and the girl, when we got up there, has stacks of tickets, says, where do you want to sit? And it's like, well, I'd like to see a map. You know, I can't off the top of my head go, well, gee, I, I think this would be the great seat here. She's trying to tell us we can sit on the, the lower level, but you're going to be off to the side. You can sit in the upper level, and you'll be center stage. 
that we just decided let's, let's just, just take the upper stage. level center stage. There's still better seats than what we would have had. They were technically an upgrade. Yeah. Then what happens? So we get seated. You know, it's what quarter after at this point. By the time we make our way to our seats and get there and settled in, and we're just there chatting, looking around, and lo and behold, all of a sudden. An announcement comes through the PA system along with the words on the video screen. Attention, all guests. You must now exit Lucas Oil Stadium. Please walk in a calm manner to the nearest exit. We're sorry we have to evacuate the building, blah, blah, blah. We're like, what the flip? Hear nothing. People are like, is this for real? So everybody's starting to get up. So we go through the concourse. We see everybody's still in line for the tickets. You can't even hear the announcements going on in the concourse. Right. Which right. Was, in itself was ridiculous. So we thought, all right, we'll walk down the stairs, out the exit. So we get down there, and it's like the crash doors to get out, and there's this poor kid sitting there. People are leaving, and we decide to ask, what's going on? I don't know. What do you mean? It's like, they're telling us to evacuate. Can you check on it for us? It's like, I don't have a radio. And then we're asking, well, if we go out, can we get back in? He goes, not through these doors. Would we be able to go around and get back in with our tickets after they've been scanned? I don't know. Mrs. C For goes, one time, Mrs. C's temper really did us well. Yeah, she goes, you're not instilling me with a lot of confidence in here. Is there someone you can check with? The kid goes, I can go check with my supervisor. And we're all like, that would be great. Because at this point, there's 40 of us standing there on and the there stairs. And unfortunately, a couple unfortunately, people left. a number of people had left. So he goes, comes back a couple minutes later, goes, I am so sorry to say this, but it's a false alarm. Go back to your seats. You can go back to your seats. And we thanked him for taking the time and getting it done properly and saving us a nightmare. And at the same time, kids, uh, we're not joking about this. While we're going through all this, and again, God bless Mrs. C. Sometimes that that temper of hers works wonders. She I don't want to say bullied that kid, but she said, you're going to find out what's Go going find on. Out what's and we're not on. leaving until you do. We're yeah. not going out these doors because you can't guarantee we can get back in. Right. And meanwhile, while this poor kid is downstairs on the next level, finding out what's going on, we get a notification that our Sunday concert, the Doobie Brothers, gets postponed. So I'm sitting there dropping F-bombs in the concourse in this area here. Well, we're, we're stuck with these people as we're all waiting to find out what's going on. Yeah. And so I'm, we I'm lose this show. Fucking Doobie Brothers are fucking postponed fucking again. And now we're we're looking at the time because it's, it's getting close. If 6.30 is going to hold. It's getting 25 after. Right. Um, it's, it's about 6.23 at this point when this kid comes back and tells us it's a false alarm. So we make our way back up, get to our seats. We sit down, Barely make the had. announcement saying, we apologize for the confusion, blah, blah, blah. Somebody better have lost their job over that. Especially crap. as close again yeah. as it is to 9-11. Yeah. And a couple minutes later, boom, here comes 
Mammoth WVH to start their set. And if you, again, I've been very bad on my math today, kids, but do the math. Everything that happened Within leading that. up to the concert was just, we got very lucky. If I had decided to, to wait in the lines to try to get a Mammoth shirt, we would have been fucked. Yep. If we stayed longer at the restaurant thinking we had till 6.30. We'd have been screwed. We'd have been fucked. So we basically got really lucky and everything fell our way, despite the fact it was mass chaos. Yeah, it was just insane. And we had an awesome 45-minute set. But we're going to hold off on that because... As we regaled everybody with what happened before the show, second segment will be our actual review of the show. That's right. And then we might throw in a little nugget about, again, more good fortune that befell us after the show. That's right. So stay tuned, kids. The second segment of music on the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0 is coming right after a promo. Are you tired of getting body slammed by the mainstream sports media? Are you sick of their lame trash talk? Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 with a tag team of the Maestro and the Conquistador. Pile drive those jackasses into submission. Available on all major podcast hosts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast and Castbox, Kevin Dave, slap a figure four on all the major sports networks who lie, kiss ass, and refuse to take names. New episodes drop every Thursday with new weekend edition episodes every Saturday. And that's the bottom line, because Sports Frenzy said so. When we last left the boys, they were starting to discuss the Mammoth WVH segment of the concert. And here we are back. <laughs> I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. Here we are, September 9th recording. This will hit on September 11th. Thoughts and prayers to all the families. Picking up where we left off with our concert review, Mammoth WVH. 45 minutes, a solid opening set. Wolfie's vocals are very good. Oh, yeah, very, very good. Yep. He sounds in concert like he does on the album. Yep. Phenomenal job. And the band was really tight, sounded good. Yep. They played nine songs, basically almost the entire debut album with yeah. a couple exceptions but um i was i was thoroughly impressed happy with it um as i agree with the conquistador as we talked about while the show was going on and after it um he's got to work on his stage presence yep he he needs to be the better front man between songs he he tends to be a low talker into yeah. the mic yeah, even though he he was on tour with David Lee Roth, he has not pulled any the good qualities of 
the classic front man in yet. Yes. So there, there's a work in progress there for him to really vocalize what he wants to get across. Yeah. He, he was and be more doing, engaging. He was basically doing the generic, are you ready for Guns and Roses? In here, let me introduce the band. Yeah. And it was very... And we're, not, we're not ripping on it. No. He, he, He's got to get used to it. We were there once we heard after the delays and the postponements that it all worked in our favor that Mammoth was going to be opening for Guns N' Roses. We were like, yes. All right. Bonus. It's like a 50-50. It's like we're there for both of them. Looking right. forward to Mammoth WVH just as much as GNR. I again, I agree completely with Dave. Vocals were strong, musicianship was strong. The sound quality for the entire show was great. It was very clear, very good. crisp, great sound at Lucas Oil. So you could hear everything. You could hear the li- Axel when we get to Guns we'll, and Roses. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't have been more impressed with Mammoth. Was kind of hoping he'd throw in one of those two new songs they've been playing once in a while. Yeah. But they didn't. They just stuck with their with set list standard. for yeah, playing the songs they wanted to off the debut. But nine songs, great set, 45 minutes. Very solid set. Not disappointed with it at all. Nope. Then it started to get interesting because we then- wondered... So here we are, 7.15. We know Axel has a history of late starts. We had just heard the last show on the West Coast in Napa. Where he's part of a music festival. The Bottle Rock Festival, where they brought Dave Grohl out to sing Paradise City. They hit curfew. The plug was pulled, power out. Yep. They soldiered Amps through the down. rest of the song, but obviously no no sound going out outside of what the you immediate had. stage area. Yeah. So you're wondering, okay, does that mean that he came on late? Did he push it too far? Or was it just Nutty Cuckoo California? It turned out it was Nutty Cuckoo California, right. as we found out later. Right, because Dave Grohl actually came out after this this happened and said Foo Fighters had this happen when we played uh, the Bottle Rock Festival, I think 2017. Yeah. They got the plug pulled on them too. Yeah. So it's just an early ass curfew. Right. So we're thinking, all right, typical show opening or the uh, main act would come out at eight. You know, 45 minutes. Which think, is plenty of time. Plenty of time, maybe 8.15. We're thinking history, we were hoping 8.30. As I still would have been mad. I still would have been pissed at 8.30. I wouldn't have been at happy at 8.30, but that's what we were expecting. Right. Much to our surprise. 8.10. 8.10, they come out and start. Yeah, the animation, they had a couple minutes of animation they played. Yep. And I was still pessimistic because when I saw them the first time, again, trying to do my math, must have been 30 years ago, roughly 30 years ago, early 90s, 
they pulled that crap before, and then they still sat. Ugh. They sat and sat and sat and made us sit. Because I've been through this whole Axl Rose thing before. Yeah. So when they started playing the animation at 10 after 8, I was still not convinced. I was waiting for it to run for a couple minutes and then go away. Yeah. No, it was about a two-minute animation run. And they came out and got right into It's So Easy. Yep. Yep. Um and then we did not know what we were in store for because I love the epic concert bands, the Bruce Springsteens. I know you don't like him. I know you don't like Pearl it's, it's Jam. It's an epic concert where they're going to give you your money's worth. Your money's worth. We get we got that the last time we got that was the Foo Fighters. Right. When we saw them, it was two hours and forty minutes. Right. Anything, else, anything over 2.15, I consider an epic show. Right. Usually, we've been hit with hour and a half, hour 45 max. Has that, been which is normal. Length. That's a normal show to me. Yeah. Yeah. We got two hours and 55 minutes. Just shy of a three-hour show. It was phenomenal. We were... I don't think we were doing this in a bad way or a negative way, but I think we were all thinking this is going to have to end soon, right? Isn't this going to end soon? Yeah. We hit the hour and a half mark and we're thinking, all right, they're probably going to be wrapping up. Nope. They keep going. We hit the two hour mark. We're like, okay. And we're still thinking they still got to play this and this, this and this and this. And then this. we hit the two and a half hour mark Yep. and they're still going. And really they did not, really do the encore thing because there were a couple times where they stepped short, off very short yeah. stepped off for like a minute right, right came back and that's what it was we did not have to wait long at all it was a constant awesome stream of music i think and we talked about this dave and i did i think axel rose finally realized what he had <clears throat> and he blew it for a long time with yeah, with all those antics. With the Chinese democracy era, GNR that was his baby and his baby alone. Yeah. While Slash was off doing Velvet Revolver. And his own side deal. Right. Other one, and yeah. Axel seemed like he was having much more fun than you would expect. He wasn't angry Axel. He was no. actually fun Axel. He was. He was engaging with Very the band. sardonic wit. Yeah. Some of the things he would say. Yeah. Especially, you know, he would talk about, this is a song about hope and love and peace. And then it would be just <laughs> one of the nastier songs off Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, or he would talk about somebody else and goes, yeah, that's not this song. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, of course, he was throwing his hat out. He threw his mic out, which is tradition, which I didn't know until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That he throws his microphone out at the end of the show. But again, almost three full hours, 25 songs if you don't count, slashes epic. 10 Freaking plus guitar solo. Oh my God. Incredible. I, and I am not, kids, I am not easily impressed with stuff anymore. I'm telling you, I am very matter of fact. If it's good, I'll say it's good. If it's great, I'll say it's great. If it sucks, I'll say it sucks. This was literally 
possibly the greatest guitar performance overall I've ever seen in a concert. It was it was freaking epic. I mean, between everything he did during that was well, not just that guitar solo, but his entire performance yeah. the whole night, all night he was he phenomenal. was so sharp. And even though the the ten plus minutes solo was his, you know, his main solo, he still broke off for three or four other three or four minute solos in the yeah. middle of songs. Yeah. It was the I remember dude is when is a you master. and I when you and I saw ZZ Top a couple years ago and Billy Gibbons, it was a very short concert. I think it was an hour and fifteen minutes, hour yeah. and twenty. Yeah. But I was still really impressed with the guitar work he put on in that short time. Yeah. This I mean, this blew that away. Yeah, th- this was absolutely. I don't, yeah, I don't discuss incredible. Eddie Van Halen's guitar work. I can't compare him to anybody, but in my <laughs> old rattled brain that can't do math, I just don't remember ever seeing even Eddie. We did on not... fire like this as a guitar player. Yeah, not at the show we were at. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, we got David Lee Roth with his videos of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the epic Eddie solo. Right. Um, but again, the set list was perfect. They played everything you would expect. A bunch of covers. Yeah. Holy um, cow, a lot of covers. They played The Seeker from The Who towards the end, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that was fun. Now, the highlight of the night for me in terms of GNR. You know, you know, you're expecting, I'm going to hear Sweet Child of Mine. You're going to hear when Axel actually had the humility and the balls to play Velvet Revolver Slither. That was impressive. I was like, man, <laughs> this is early on in the concert. Four songs in. Four songs in, and he's covering Velvet Revolver. Scott Weiland's yeah, vocals, and he did a great job with them, and he seemed like he was into it. Yeah. I was like, that was the moment when I said, this is going to be a great, this is going to be a special show. This is going to be something I'm going to remember. Yeah. No, because was... they're, they're not here just to play the hits and walk off the stage. Yeah. You knew you were going to get some good stuff and damned if we didn't all yep. night long. Now we did get a couple clunkers off of Chinese, Chinese democracy. democracy. Yeah. And I wonder if that wasn't a bartered kind of deal with I'll Slash. I'll do Slither if you let me do better. And Madagascar. <laughs> and Madagascar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you figure you figure those two kind of bartered that one out. Yeah. And then Duff got to do his cover. Right. His Stooges cover. Um, but I, I can't complain, man. Man, did we get our money's worth. We did. For all the shit we put up with in the 45 minutes leading up to the show. (laughs) Yeah, it was well worth it. Very pleased with it. Axel's voice at times times kind of went out a little bit. I agree. I do agree. He he couldn't hit some of the notes. I think that's why he had the female background singer covering some of the higher notes and i'm not him. i'm again not ripping on him no you you need to do what you need to do to make it work but again one of the better concerts i've seen yeah. in years and years and he looked like he was actually enjoying himself too yep 
Yep. Now, overall, first time I'd ever been to Lucas Oil Stadium. Again, the sound was great. So sometimes you have a problem with that in the football stadiums. You right. really do. Because um, they're not built for that. Right. I wonder if it didn't get helped by having the drapes blocking off the, the upper, upper bowl. bowl, which kind of helped possible. dampen now, it down. The one thing that we had initial doubts about right before Mammoth came out was, again, we had to real quick choose seats, right? not knowing with a what? map where we were going, what section we were looking to be in, other than the, the Ticketmaster girl telling us these are more center stage, these are off to the side, but they're lower bowl. Yeah. And initially, I was like, oh, maybe the lower bowl would have been better. But there were four huge towers towers of light sitting on the main floor right behind the floor seat section. Yeah. And And I think we would have been blocked by two of those instead of the the one we were blocked by in the upper deck. Off to the side, I think there would have been two blocking us. Yeah. And I preferred the center stage view on instead of having to sit there with my head turned and getting a stiff neck all night long. And see, most people don't think like that. I got that. I understood that completely. And I was with you on that. I really was. Yeah. Because there's a comfort level that needs to be there as well. Yes. You want to eliminate as many distractions and uncomfortable things as you possibly can. Right. As I found out, because I ended up getting s- sat next to a, large a George. Over, an oversized man with a twitchy leg. Ugh. And his twitchy leg made me feel like I was getting humped by a dog for two hours before I finally Ugh. moved over when other people abandoned their seats and got to sit next to Mrs. C, just at least On for the, the encore. Side. Yeah. Just for 15 minutes of a break from that crap. Ugh. And I was trying to be a good soldier, trying to be the nice guy. wasn't going to say anything. The guy had a cane, obviously had an issue. What I wanted yep. to do was he had a young kid with him. I don't know if it was his son, Could his you nephew. Two switch? Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you put him on the aisle? No why, kidding. Why are you sitting on the aisle, you punk? Ugh. And then Mr. C gets kicked in the head. Yeah, by some doofus trying to climb over seats. I don't know. It was dumb. Okay, so now we get into the after show. We've been sitting there almost three hours of GNR, 45 awesome minutes of Mammoth WVH. We're happy. We're ecstatic. The show's over. We're going out. No no a- bomb threats. Nothing blew no, up. It's all good. Weather's beautiful. Yep. I, again, have to check the merch tables one more time. See line's, if the lines still ridiculous. Still ridiculous and pathetic for $50 shirts. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not getting a shirt. We go out. We go out the south entrance, which was on the opposite side of where, where we, we needed parked. to be. Right. So we're going to have to walk around the stadium. The minute we get out of the south entrance, there's a guy selling bootleg shirts, which... Indy is notorious for, and it's in a good way. Yes. If you linger just a little bit outside the field house where the Pacers play, or now Lucas Lucas Oil, Oil. you'll find somebody selling bootleg shirts. Yep. 
and they're high quality. They they're are really they're very good. high quality. There's usually one slight little difference. Like Bob Seeger. Like Bob Seeger shirt. I got. I got a bootleg, and it said "Traveling Man." And mine said "Roll Me Away right. Tour." Yeah, yours said "Traveling Man Tour." Mine said "Roll Me Away Tour." Other than that, they were identical. Yeah. Now, I didn't feel bad. I'm glad Dave got the cheaper shirt. I was still glad at that for that particular concert just to get the shirt that I got, even right. though I paid a little bit more. It wasn't ungodly expensive like GNR. No, I think it was thirty-five or forty. I paid, and you right. got yours yeah, for, I got 20. It for twenty. But anyway, we get to this guy right after we come out of the south exit, and he's selling bootleg shirts, and I'm like, "Here we go, perfect." No, he had no. I don't have your size. He, I got he next had, to nothing. He had small, medium, and extra i think yeah i think that's what he had i'm like god damn it so then so, we start walking and i'm again and there's a merch truck just down the way yes we get about almost halfway no around. line yep so i uh, mrs c and the conquistador graciously allow me to wait a couple minutes there were like two people ahead of me we get in there i get up there nice kid how much, what size have you got for the mammoth shirts? What do you got? And uh, he's got stacks of them sitting behind him. I'm like, they've got to have my size. I'd take a 2X or a 3X. Either works for me. I like 3X because they shrink. Right. 2X, if they shrink, then it gets a little tight because of the 40 I'm doing my math again. 40 years of beer I've consumed. Yeah, but that's right. That one's right. That one's right. 40, 40 years of beer I've consumed. That would be right. That would be right. <laughs> but again, 3X, yes, I know that's huge. I like it because it'll shrink down and it'll be more comfortable. 2X will work. It'll shrink to an XL. I can live with that. He just has to do a few more sit-ups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not not go buy a 30-pack of Natty Ice um, every week. But he said, no, all I got is large. All I got is large. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. No shirt for me. And we start walking. And we are, we're like four blocks away. Yep, we're, from, we're within a block and a half of where we And parked. I told this to my daughter this morning because I was recapping everything for her. Yeah. And I told her it was spooky how we were almost within sight of your truck. Yeah. Get ready to go. And this guy pops out of a an alley, alleyway and he goes, You I got a three X. Like he knew in my mind I He's needed got a three X. Shirts, I got every size. Yeah, I got a three X. And he like pointed at me. <laughs> and Mr. C what you just made his night. <laughs> yep. And then and I wound up in. getting a large. Yep. And they were great shirts. Great shirts. High quality. Yeah. They do a nice job with these. With Mammoth mentioned on the back. Yes. As the special guest. Yep. Which they don't you normally didn't get do. You Mammoth, but. Right. So I'm happy. I wonder if that's the difference by putting with special guest. Because they normally don't at, do that. No. And the shirts we've gotten in the past. Like right. that up in Grand Rapids, they do it. Yeah. Or in Indy, they usually don't mention the special guest. No, but I'm wondering if they that's... did with Godsmack. The Godsmack, Godsmack ones did had have with Bullbeat, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I don't know about when we go up to see Judas Priest, 
I don't know who's opening for them. I think it's uh, oh God, Sabaton or something like that. Okay. But that was the capper to an awesome night. That was absolutely it worked. perfect. We got our, our, our cheap, t-shirts. Our, cheap $20 our cheap, t-shirts. It's a beautiful thing. Night overall. Wow. Am I judging just the concert or am I judging let's, the entire experience? All right. Let's do the venue. Okay. I will go three on the venue just because of the hiccups we had to deal with. I think three is fair. I'll take three frenzies also. Nice um, place. Easy to get to. Good. Sound was good. And we good. talked about the fact that as sports fans, it looks like it would be a great place to watch a football game. Yes. It looks like any seat in the place would be a good seat. Yeah. Gorgeous. The way the stage was set up, gorgeous view once the sun sets over yeah. the stage of downtown Indianapolis. Yep. Absolutely view gorgeous view. to the view. north on that. So. I agree. Three frenzies on that. Um, I will give, let's go. I'll give Mammoth. Let's do Mammoth. Mammoth. I'll give Mammoth three and a half. I will as well. Three and a half frenzies. Um, basically, only thing I'm criticizing is like you said. Stage presence was a little lacking. Yeah. And just wanted more. They right. Just wanted more. We didn't get enough. <laughs> I don't know if I can give four <laughs> frenzies to any opening act that only plays for 45 minutes, no yeah. matter how good they are. Right. I give GNR three and a half. So do I. Three and a half. Yeah. Like you said, occasionally Axel's voice was a little weak. There were a couple moments where on stage, I noticed he was doing like a generic shuffle. Yeah. That looked a little goofy. Um, but I mean, Slash was so good, so good. Yep. Um, Duff was, was solid. You can't, on you base. can't bitch and piss and moan it, about almost three hours. Yeah, it, it was solid. It was. Yeah, it was that's very a really, enjoyable. a really strong three and a half. Like I said, one of the best concerts I have seen in a long time. Yes, long definitely, time. definitely. So, so maybe, maybe. The rock gods were trying to be nice to us because of all the shit we've <laughs> gone we through with, with COVID over the last 18 months. This show was delayed. We got the Doobie Brothers delayed again. <sighs> we had Rat canceled. So hopefully we have Judas Priest coming up a week from today. Yeah. As we tape on the night. Yep. So saw a story today. It looks <sighs> like it's still going strong. Rob Halford compares himself, calling himself the Gandalf of heavy metal right now <laughs> with his beard. Yeah. <laughs> you've this got, is going to be fun. You've got next Wednesday, you've got. We've got uh, Shinedown. We've got Aaron Jones and the Struts opening for them. So, so yep. Next time. That coming up. Next time you hear from Dave, it looks like he's going to have multiple reviews for you. Yes. Should um, be good. And now we're going to wrap up. we got one more segment to go. We're just going to blow through some stuff real quick with TV and movies. Because like we said, been a very crazy September. So we're not sure how the next couple weeks are going to fall. So we're going to try to do the best we can to get you some content here on some other areas in the entertainment world. Next week might be a solo with me. Um, I've got a couple movies lined up that... Uh, Probably won't offend 
the conquistador if i watch them alone that would be fine um and then he'll have some stuff and then of course like i said earlier we're going to work on we we said we we're going to listen to local h lifers up to you if you still want to do it we'll give it a shot definitely i think <clears throat> we should definitely within two weeks review stratego yes or no um senjutsu senjutsu stratego is the second thing goes the song right we want the whole album, album senjutsu. senjutsu all right kids hang on we'll be right back for one last quick segment here on the weekend edition when your day of dealing with international intrigue is over and you've settled down in your aston martin Call up Sports Frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo. Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the weekend edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini. Shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy, Sports Frenzy 2.0. Hey everybody, welcome back to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. Taping here on the 9th of September 2021. This will hit the weekend of the 11th. We're hoping to provide you with a little bit of a diversion from the tributes and the thoughts and the prayers that go out to the families of the victims and the first responders of the tragedy that struck America 20 years ago. Um, we don't want to forget, but it can be overwhelming. Yes. We don't want to trivialize anything, but we soldier on, we do what we got to do. We're going to try to, to give you a couple ideas of things that maybe can distract you from, like Dave said, the overwhelming <clears throat> emotions. So a couple of our shows that we have taken to review every week because they're so damn good. We can't just wait till the season ends. We've got to look got to give you an week. update and our favorite vampires are back. Season three of what we do in the shadows debuted on FX last Thursday. Got two episodes. Oh, first one. First one was okay. It was okay. It was kind of a. I, I couldn't decide. Kind of a recap. I yeah had to recap what happened at the end of last season. Um, yeah, I couldn't decide whether I was really. I don't know. I I don't know if I liked. Colin Robinson's con continual, continual body, body humor. humor. Yeah, it was a little. Kind of made much. me feel like I was ten years old, laughing yeah. at stuff that. Really, right now, I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, the Lincoln Logs the Lincoln. comment. <laughs> yeah, that 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 kind of went a little overboard. Right, right. Now Guillermo was great, of course. He's become the I call him Action Guillermo. Action Guillermo. Yes, he he is no longer the familiar. Yes, he is now the bodyguard. Yes, building off course the fact that he is a Van Helsing. Now he's grown into the role even more, so he he basically can fight through anything or yeah. <laughs> find his way out of any trap or any locked room. Yeah. Guillermo has come into his own. 
then the second episode was really the one where (laughs) the season took off it took off with with the second one for sure yes uh the cloak of duplication yes the cloak of duplication where you rub the cloak on somebody and when you put it on you become that person in appearance so of course it turns out that nandor is trying to hit on the woman at the counter at his gym that he goes to and so he enlists of course the buffoons around him one by one well actually they end up passing it along amongst themselves yeah and really they don't want the responsibility <laughs> and each in their own way royally screw him over yep yep um great episode unbelievably funny episode yeah it, it was very good it it did not let down now unfortunately all. as I, I just said i wasn't sure how to take the potty humor in the first episode in the second episode there's a sequence where again it's... where we're going to potty humor but it's so much better and so much more well written yeah where nandor's is. talking about who is, who is going to take over the vampire council and he, 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 he plans to be the council leader and says, well, sitting on my throne, I am going to make a number two <laughs> to, as his backup. And of course, Guillermo standing behind him giggling and start, starts prompting him to keep making the comments number two like comment. that. I like a firm number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. We're we're not using our usual rules about spoilers on stuff like this because no, because it's just, just too just good to get you comedy. involved. You can't, in it. Yeah, comedy. I'm sorry. You have to go for yeah, it here. If you missed it, you missed it. Deal with it. Um, so it looks like what we do in the shadows has not lost a step. No, it it's continued on. We will enjoy it. We hope you do too. And of course, the other show that we have been reviewing week by week is Titans. Yep, episode six we got last week. Where the Red Hood and the Scarecrow have kind of had a tense little tiff. Yes. Red Hood thinks he's calling the shots when in fact... The Scarecrow believes he's in charge and brought in a show of force to basically tell Jason Todd, you're not the badass bitch you think you are, dude. (laughs) That's right. There's people out there badder than you, and I will use them to keep you in your place. And so initially, Jason Todd looks a little worried and shaken, but... Yeah. The Red Hood finds his balls again eventually. (laughs) Eventually. And of course, it's going to end up... The Titans are going to have to somehow... Rally together as they deal with, uh, was it Darkstar? Yeah, yeah. She has some good moments. She does. Talking about, you know, oh, so this one's your manservant. No, this This one's one's your your man. This one's the one you've chosen to (laughs) to serve your needs. (laughs) The show is just so well cast and so well done. Yep. I can't say enough about it's, the actors. They're great. They're actors all great. are great. The writing for it is phenomenal. Right. The storylines are, yeah, the pacing is right on. So, two thumbs up, Definitely. as always, for those two shows. 
Now, if there's any clunkers, like I said, the first episode of what we do in the shadows was good, not great. We'll let you know. We'll, we'll let, let you know, know if, if we a get a clunker. In there. Yep, we are not sycophants. No, if they let us, we'll down, call we'll it like know. we see it. Yep. All right, so now things here to wrap up the weekend edition. Getting a little weird, a little goofy because now we're going to kind of fracture things out. As we mentioned, schedule's been kind of crazy, and it's going to be nuts for the next couple weeks. Yeah. So. We did agree to review Let Him Go, which is on HBO right now. Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. I'm going to give you my review. Yes. I. Dave's going to wrap his up here in the future in the week or two when we get back both of us back our, together again and our get our schedule. schedules. I'm not going to spoil anything for him, <clears throat> but I do want to give you guys as much content as we can to make a full episode. So I I had a hard time reviewing this because, not because I didn't like it, it was kind of one of those situations where I was trying to figure out how much I liked it. And again, not it's not a be-all, end-all classic, but there were certain things about it that I kind of went, eh, that seems a little generic, eh, that seems like it's been done before. Um, basically... The premise of it is, and Dave's already watched part of yep. it, so he's going to know. I'm this, I'm an this hour stuff. into it, so the background storyline. Kevin Costner and me. yeah, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane play grandparents. At the beginning, it's kind of like this one big happy family thing where they all live on the homestead. Their the son, grandparents, his wife. their son, his wife, and their grandson. Early on, there's a tragedy. Things go into upheaval. Turns out that another family gets involved. I'm trying. I, I don't want to be too vague, but I don't want right. to spoil anything for people out there. Um, basically, another family gets involved. The wife of the son and the grandson end up getting pulled away without warning. Yeah. Leaving a very obvious empty hole in the lives of Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, the grandparents. So Diane Lane kind of pushes Kevin Costner's character, a former lawman yep. into driving to hell and back to the Dakotas, basically states away to initially just make contact, find out why they left She's attached, enamored to her grandson, obviously. Yep. You can kind of see where it's going. You know, she initially, again, just says she wants to have Check. contact. And it ends up she wants more than that. Yeah. Especially when other things come to light where it looks like the child would be better off with the grandparents. Yeah. Again, I don't want to spoil things. I'm trying to be as vague as possible, so I apologize for being too circuitous. I might not be able to do math, but damn, I can talk good. Um, <laughs> you work your mouth prettier than a $20 whore. <laughs> so, that's the kind of great dialogue you get on Sports Frenzy, kids. <laughs> um, you should know where that quote's from, kids. So, 
when I look to review this movie, I think the thing that's going to push me to give it three frenzies, because two and a half is a very lukewarm, to me, a very lukewarm, tepid approval slash recommendation. That's like, okay, if you got nothing else better to do, watch this. This is a little better than that to me. And I think it's because I really enjoyed the acting, the dynamic between Diane Lane and Kevin Costner. And I think as you go through the movie, you'll see how it gets more, more intense, better. Then at the beginning, it's a little, they're trying to set up the plot. So yeah. those two don't have enough the, to the, interact until the plot gets set up. Then once the plot gets set up, they get to interact more and they, they go back and forth about what they're going to do, what their plan of attack is. Um, so their chemistry builds the repercussions of what they're going to do, how they're going to handle those. If they're going to handle those, are they going to walk away? I'll tell you, I am going to sound like a geek here. <laughs> I I do not have the typical critical movie eye that, you know, reviewers would. Back in the day, it would have been Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert, Variety Magazine, Rolling yeah. Stone, Peter Travers. I am not going to kiss Robert De Niro's ass or Al Pacino's ass just because they're who they are. Right. It's like with music. When we talk about Springsteen or Neil Young or Eric Clapton, how they could sit in a phone booth and fart for 45 minutes and record it, Rolling Stone would give it four stars. Right. I'm not that kind of guy. I like Val Kilmer. I like Christian Bale. And I like Kevin Costner. I look back after I watched this movie and I look back and Yellowstone again for the 75 billionth time. I'm going to tell you, you got to watch Yellowstone. The Dutton stuff, the, the Dutton family saga is unbelievable. I don't think Kevin Costner gets enough credit for being as good of an actor as he really and truly is. I would agree with you with He's his not, whole body of work. He's not going to be like a Christian Bale where he's going to lose 100 pounds for a role or gain 100 pounds for right. a role or, you know, go into massive weight training. Yeah. Like with something like The Fighter where I'm sure he learned how to box. But Costner can tweak his his base persona, his base characteristics like he does here and let him go. And just, you sit there and you go, damn, that is a cool dude. That is a kind of dude I would aspire to be like. I want to sit down and have a beer with him. I'd want him to be my grandfather, you know. Yeah. Depending on there the movie. You or, I, you know, Waterworld, I'd want to be out on a jet ski and an apocalyptic. <clears throat> you know I like Waterworld. I know you do. <laughs> But he doesn't we'll get diverge it. there. He does not get enough credit for being a great actor. And again, I think Let Him Go is another example of how he is a great actor that doesn't get the credit he deserves. Even when we talked about on our regular sports frenzy show about the field of, field dreams, of dreams games. And even when he came out and he had the ball and he was just kind of <clears> walking. 
taking and looking it all in. and taking it all in. Even then, it was like he he draws you in, and you can't yeah. help but watch him to see how he's going to react and what he's going to do. You know, yeah. It's just he doesn't get enough credit. He's like a Ben Affleck to me. I think now, I think Costner's better as an actor. I think Affleck is better as a writer and a director. But these are guys that I think don't get the credit they deserve. They are more intriguing to me than Robert De Niro doing another gangster movie for Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, give him an Oscar for that, kids. Give him an Oscar for that. De Niro is tired. I've always thought he was overrated. But you're right. Costner is truly underrated. Right. So I think you need to stick through it. Finish it up. Give the I kids will. give the kids your review in a couple weeks, and tell them if you agree with me or if you do not it entirely. And, yeah, and think I'm full of crap. Say which I do on occasion yeah. anyway. Hey, Maestro, you don't know <clears throat> movies and you can't do math. So two strikes for you, loser. There you go. <laughs> All right, to set things up as we wrap up here for the future, because we've got to go watch the second half of a football game. The NFL kicked off tonight, so we got to watch the second half of the Buccaneers-Cowboys. But to wrap up, in the coming weeks, in no particular order, we've given you in the last segment what we're going to do in terms of music and what we're going to look at and review. Movies. I am going to review Freaky at some point soon. I am going to review Malignant. In some point soon. And Dave, in any way, shape, or form, is more than welcome if he <clears> wants to to watch these and review them with me. We'll give it a shot. News of the World, the Tom Hanks Western, which is now on HBO. That's coming up soon. Army of Thieves. Yeah, I think we're still we're think we're still a, a month out. Away. I think we're still a month out. We should be back in into the groove by then. Yeah. I'm just thinking of stuff that's coming out. Cry Macho is the other one I was thinking of. That comes out next Friday. We're going to watch that at some point because our speculation is that like Gran Turismo, yes. Gran Torino, sorry. Gran Torino. I, I'm, I've got I've got Gran, Gran Turismo Tur- <laughs> sitting right in front of me um next to my PlayStation. Gran Torino was the end for Dirty Harry, and Unforgiven was the end of the man with no name. We're speculating that Cry Macho might be the end for Bronco Billy. Yeah. We'll have to watch that. We'll have and to see, see how, how Mr. Eastwood wraps up this fine film. Yes. What we hope is a fine film. Right. I would hate, to, I with him getting as old as he is, I hate to say it. Any film could be now. His would last. it be Bronco Billy or would it be Philo Beto? They mentioned they mentioned something about a connection to the rodeo. Okay, so that's why I'm thinking it's Bronco Billy. Um, he used to be a rodeo star. His old boss comes to him and tasks him with going down to Mexico to bring back his estranged young son. There we go. I guess it's the whole, you know, he gets the kid and it's all about him imparting life lessons. Ah. That's where the cry macho thing comes in as he basically tells the kid, you know, it's okay not to be 
you know, badass macho guy all the time. Yeah. You know. So I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Yep. So the that's the movie slate you've got coming up here. One way or the other, those four movies, I think, for sure, yeah. on top of whatever let him go. Dave will give you his. Yep. And anything else we happen to stumble upon. Right. Right. And, of course, eventually we'll end up getting back in the theaters. Yep. Because James Bond is coming soon. <sighs> yep. Got to see it. Don't know that I'm looking forward to it. Yes. The rumors, the speculation of what's in it bothers me greatly, but that might be the, the one that I go back to the theaters for. Yeah. Um, Black Widow will be coming onto Disney Plus pretty soon, so I might end up watching that beginning of October. But again, by then we should be back in our normal schedule. Yep. So there you go, kids. Again, life happens. We'll get there. Kids going back to school, cats and dogs living together. So a couple of weeks of yeah. upheaval on Sports Frenzy 2.0. We'll, we'll get through it. Crazy work You'll schedule is ramping up. Concerts. Yes, this is fun, but we do have fun that we do outside of this, like last night. So yep. deal with it. We'll deal with it. We'll, All right. We'll still give you what we can when we can. All right. Football Enjoy time. Enjoy it. Yep. We're cutting this off. We got to go watch football. Bye. Go talk, to you, talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>